Hey, how are things? This is Mark here, and welcome to the Clockwork Junkie podcast. As always, thank you for tuning in. It is much appreciated. If you would like to contact the show for any reason, the email, as usual, is clockworkjunkiepodcast at gmail.com. Absolutely love hearing from you and love getting back to you. Um, this is podcast 29, so the next one is podcast 30. Um, I have two big announcements to make on that podcast, so make sure you tune in to listen to those. And um, yeah, that's it. So I have James as a guest here today again. How are you, James? Hello, Marcus. How are you? Not too bad. How's everyone over in Toronto? Oh, we're all flying. We're all getting on with this COVID as, as best we can. Yeah. What's the weather like over there now? What's... The weather is actually not too... It's very, very good. Autumn, it's amazing. I never heard of this in my whole life before. Uh, autumn started at 9.31 a.m. on Tuesday morning there last week. So they had an exact time when it switches over from summer to autumn. But the first week of autumn is this week, and it's absolutely boiling. It's up in the, in the high 20s. So it's a beautiful week. But you had a very warm summer there this summer, you were saying. It was, it was really, really hot for weeks on end. Easily for easily for two two months, maybe two and a half or even three months, it was either 28 or 29 degrees or else it was 31 or 32 degrees nonstop. Even if it was raining or the weather was bad, it was so warm. I could not believe it. Like, like <clears throat> That's perfect, really, Like if you're going on holidays or you have a couple of days off, but when you're trying to live your life and you're going to work and you're working indoors and it's not really conducive to that, you know? I know. Like, when I go on holidays, a few times I went to Spain or if I went anywhere around Europe, like, and it was 30 degrees sometimes, I'd be like, oh, my God, this is so hot, you know? But when I come over here, even uh, we went to um, – one of our trips was to uh, Tennessee. We went to Memphis, Tennessee there oh, about two years ago in the height of the summer. I remember checking my phone. It was 39 degrees Celsius. I was like, holy fuck. And now, even now, like it's so warm here in Toronto. It's thirty degrees all the time, ridiculously warm. And as you said, going to work, getting around, trying to commute—it's it can be a burden. But it's almost over now, so we have to lap it up. Like I'm about uh, twenty-two, twenty-three degrees, man. You know, if it gets to twenty-five, it's not too bad. But if you start going to thirty-nine, like I fucking melt. You know, that's that's that's. Well, uh, yeah, it's too warm. Even I'm running, like you know, I, I like to run as well. And when I'm running, and it's in the late mid 20s or high 20s it's a little bit too warm for that you know i want i want it to be sort of in the teens 15 16 degrees would be ideal so we are going to have that now autumn is going to be a sort of a a teen uh degree but like prior to that it was just crazy so warm for at least three months but you always say here like obviously you know canada and ireland would have the four seasons but here in ireland obviously you could just say you have the four seasons in one day but like Canada, you genuinely have the seasons. Do you remember there the first time I went over to visit you? It was um, it was snow up to your fucking ankles everywhere. Like, mm. well, even snow up to your ankles that wouldn't even be that bad. A couple of times here we had like 30, 40 centimeters of snow, and that accumulates up then. It could be up to your knees. Like it's you know, and it, uh, the snow in the winter is crazy. The heat in the summer is crazy. And then autumn and spring are exactly as they are. Autumn is sort of all the colours are changing. The green is changing over to orange. Everyone's drinking pumpkin lattes, pumpkin spice lattes. So they really do. This is four seasons as they are. They actually have four genuine seasons over here. So if you want to make plans and do things, it's actually a lot better because you you know the time of year, you know. I remember when I was over there, like there was... um... Like, if you got that kind of weather there, the snow particularly here in Ireland, the whole country is shut down. But it was like the time when I was working over in Rashad de Font, over in um, 
Switzerland. That reminded me of the time when I was over with you in Toronto, whereby like the local authorities and that they're prepared for all that shit. Like, like it's not a surprise to them. They know they're coming. The roads are sprayed. Everything is done. Like, you know, yeah. if that happened here, the whole country would close down. And pe- people tried to prepare me. Like, uh, I know a couple of people from Athlone who had either visited Toronto or even one person, actually two people, sorry, lived in Toronto before. They were trying to gear me up for the for the for what to expect with the weather, you know? Yeah. And I was saying, yeah, yeah, I'd be grand, I'd be grand. But no, it's, it's a different kettle of fish over here entirely. Like you, you, People can tell you all they want, but when you experience it, it's, it really is difficult. And, even uh, in Ireland, in our, sorry, in Ireland as well, like um, we had a really, you remember, I think it was in 2010 or something like that, at the massive storm we had. You remember it was like minus 10 and that we had, we had like so many centimeters of snow, the whole country shut down. That yeah. was only minus, minus 10. I think, it went, I think it went to minus 15. That was the lowest we seen, minus 15. And like the pipes burst and everyone was just like, everything was locked down. But over here in Toronto, it's regularly minus 15. Sometimes it's minus 20, even minus 30. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's just, it's a, di- it's a different kettle of fish over here entirely. It's just crazy, like minus 30. Um, what was I remember say? once, just, just, just before you go on, I, I remember once as well, um, I was getting, this was the coldest I've ever seen it in my entire life. I was getting the bus home from work. And this is about two or three years ago. And uh, like we were expecting really, really, really cold weather, you know. And then I was checking. And when we got home, when I got off the bus at work, it was about six o'clock in the evening or half six. I remember the temperature was minus 40 degrees. I'll never forget it. And I got off the bus, it was minus 40. I only have about a five minute walk to get from the bus stop to my house. And uh, I remember I had I, I have a bit of a beard on me. And there was all icicles on my beard. I, could, I, could, I had to snap them off, you know. My beard was frozen over. I had to snap off the icicles. And then when I got home that day, uh, outside my house, outside the apartment door, there was a note, or like a letter. And it said it was from the, the landlord or from the company, like the landlord, the agency that owned the building. And they said, um, all right, lads, there's a good chance the power is going to go tonight. We're expecting it to go to minus 40 or lower. The power could go if that happens. Everyone leave your apartment and come down to the basement. We have blankets and we have flasks and coffee and we have supplies and everyone, we're all going to hunker down together in the basement. And I was saying, oh my God, this is so scary. You know what I mean? Oh. I've never experienced anything like that in Ireland in my life. But anyways, Nicola got home that night and not, nothing really happened. Like nothing happened, but it was just crazy. They're all blankets and flashlights and flasks, everything ready to go. I thought it was cool, you know? Yeah, I didn't realize there was a basement to that building where you live. I, I, I was never even down there in my whole life, but I remember this. We had a note saying, if that happens, come down mm-hmm. to the basement. So, what's you're on? Um, it's Broadway Avenue, isn't it? Broadway Avenue here in Toronto. Yeah, I'm very close to Young Street. Uh, the main that's Young Street is the main the main uh, street in all of Toronto. So yeah, how, slap, how, slapping in the middle of it. How far or what's the distance of that street again? How far that goes on for miles and miles and miles, isn't it? Yeah, there's a couple of. Uh, couple of varying views like some people say it's like 120 kilometers and then some people say it goes even up into the hundreds like five or six hundred but apparently it's the biggest street the biggest one-way street or not one way but the biggest like straight street in all of north america it's the biggest consecutive street with the same name like it's amazing because like you were telling me there when i was over there like that you know if if you wanted to go anywhere you could nearly always you know like if young and something and young and this so it's kind of you probably wouldn't get lost too often there, you know. Yeah, if you if you once you know where Young Street is, and then if you know if something is 
south or sorry west of Yonge Street or east of Yonge Street. Like if if they say, for example, I like Lawrence Avenue, they say I'm west or they say I'm east. They always refer to like it's always Yonge Street is their starting point. You know, if someone says they're west or east, they don't even mention Yonge. But it's always of Young Street. Yeah, you have to know that already because that's the main street in all of Ontario. Yeah. So it's amazing, like, because we were walking there one time and, like, you could see, like, so far down, you could see the CN Tower, like, and that was still young, like, you know, like, and how could it be 120 miles long or 120 kilometers long? Jesus Christ. Even that, like, you're saying, like, I could literally walk out my my front door now and, like, I, it would take me about four or five minutes to walk to Yonge Street from where I live and if I looked south I'd see the CN Tower like in the distance but that's nothing that's only 10 kilometers like down to the yeah. CN Tower and and then beyond the CN Tower it's Lake Ontario like that's on the coast so yeah. if you're going north north Yonge Street from my house that goes on for hundreds God knows how many kilometers like there's a few a few different views like but it, it definitely goes for hundreds of kilometers anyway what's that um, what's that day as you call it again? Lake Ontario, one of the five great lakes. Yeah, isn't that um when you know when you're in the CN Tower? What's the name of the airport that you can see that's down on Lake Ontario? Is that, that, that that's only a uh, Mickey Mouse, is it? Well, it's Mickey Mouse, but my, myself and Nicola flew out there. I think twice or two or three times. Uh, we went to America. It could, you get a lot of lot, lot a lot of flights to the US there, you know. So it's not that Mickey Mouse, but that's called um that's What's called it? Billy Billy Bishop Billy Bishop Airport. Billy Bishop, yeah. That's not, that's, it's only a, it's only a regional like that's only a regional uh, yeah. regional airport so it's only much smaller a lot sort of watered down but the main airport in Toronto is called Pearson Pearson International and that's, oh, that's in one that of the busiest airports. I was in that baby, yeah. It was uh, mm. it's fucking huge, man. That place it really is. Yeah, it's massive. It was one I was in when I was over in um I was in well we we were in um Geneva. And I, I can't remember the name of it, but I'm going to call it Geneva Airport, but that's not the name of it. And apparently it was the biggest airport in Europe or something like that. For Jesus, like you had to get like um, like shuttle trains. You know, like when you go up to Dublin and you're going, you, you kind of, you walk a small bit, go on the little travel areas that bring you along. And, and this you'd get, like there was, there was a, a monorail there, like and you'd be on the monorail for seven or ten minutes to get to a place where you're going. And it's just depending on what platform it is, like, you know. Like, that's yeah, if you're from if you're from Ireland, like, and if you've only been in a couple of airports around Europe, or if you've only been in Dublin Airport, then you know wherever you're landing, you see small airports. It's hard to kind of comprehend, but some of these airports are like towns or cities. They're they're crazy big. Yeah, they're like towns. They're they're like their own living entities, like you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's it's mad how big they are. It really is. But um, you were saying to me there as well that <clears throat> what did you say? Five people were shot in the last day, wasn't it? Oh, I mentioned that to you. Uh, when did I tell you that? Yesterday, was it, or today? Anyways, no, yeah. Yeah, they were saying um, there, like, uh, there was five people shot in Toronto in the last 12 hours. Separately, like, not in the one... In completely different locations, different uh, different people done it. Like, some, some of them, I think two or three of them were gang-related. And then some of them were just like murders or whatever, just normal stuff, like not normal. Anyone that dies is not normal, yeah. obviously. But you know what I mean? They're just a, diff- a difference of things. But yeah, five people in the last 12 hours were shot in Toronto. And what then you gave me a statistic then? What was it? 300 and something this year so far? Yeah, well, this year now, 2020 has been the year where we've had the most shootings, 306 shootings in Toronto City. And then I think there's like 54 of them or murders, or people have died. Now, when I say murders, I think like 90% of those uh, shootings are gang-related, you know? 
Yeah, but if 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 you just this is what I was wanted to say, like if you do the the maths there, right? So that means two hundred and fifty-two of the people who were shot didn't die. That's some that's some statistic there, like. But like, if you, I I often think of this as well. This exact thing which you're talking about now, I always regularly think of this. Like you, you see all the shootings in America and all the shootings here, there, and everywhere. You always hear it on the news, especially over here. Obviously, it's not the same in Ireland. But like very, very rarely, not very rarely, but not often, people people die. Like people don't die often like, from gunshot wounds. You know, I always thought if you got shot, you died. Like or the chances are you were going to die. But in a lot of cases, people live. They're shot in the leg or they're shot in the shoulder. Or they're shot in the torso, but it misses all their organs. Or they're shot, you know, a bullet might have just grazed. But yeah, people don't die a lot from gunshot wounds. Yeah. Unless they're fatal, they've hit you in the head or whatever, you know. But a lot of times people people make it out. It was like one sixth of them that died and, and five sixths didn't die. Like, that's absolutely crazy. Like, And a lot of the, yeah, well, a lot of the shootings as well are gang related. So if you think like a lot of the shootings they mentioned on Toronto on the news are drive-by shootings, like so... A car or a jeep pulls up and they let off maybe ten or eleven or twelve bullets. Like they don't even really look. They want to get out of there as quickly as possible, but they're just yeah. they're just shooting it. So if they kill someone, well and good, but they're tr- probably trying to send a message more than anything else. Yeah, that's crazy. Like I can't uh, like I can't imagine obviously being shot, but I I actually can't imagine ever shooting somebody. You know, I was in the army. I I fired the Steyr of 5.56 rounds. I fired the general purpose machine gun, 7.62 rounds, and the handgun, 9 millimeters. But like, so I've actually shot like thousands of rounds in my life. But I, I couldn't imagine anything got to do with gangs or any situation or being in the wrong part of the street at the wrong shooting somebody like. Well, Mark, I, I looked at it there on the Toronto News. Um, this is a few months ago. I think it might have even been prior to the lockdown. I can't remember. But in the last six or seven months, they had a video, one of the CCTV uh, cameras outside a shop called, where a jeep pulled up and there was five or six lads standing outside a mall and just opened fire. It was on the news. I think two of them died and a couple of them, like obviously the rest of them lived. A few of them were seriously injured, but just opened fire. Literally, I think they let off 80 bullets. Like It was like a machine gun, like bang, 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 bang. And I was saying, oh, this is only like about 15 minutes from my house. Like I was like, oh, for fuck's sake. This is like, the even as well, I don't know, I mentioned this to you, obviously, a few people know, but I don't mind. It's a lot. It's water under the bridge now, as far as I'm concerned. But when I moved to Toronto as well, I was only I was working in for a, a mobile phone company for Rogers, and I was only in the shop two weeks, and the shop was burgled. You know, we were, were four guys came in and they stood up the shop. They had knives. They blindfolded me. They put cable ties around my hands. Very, very scary. Really was so yeah. scary. I only thought that happened in movies and. In Ireland, I, we never see anything like that unless you're in Dublin, probably, you know? Well, I remember you uh, texting me saying that happened. And then I was saying, fuck, like, I kind of wish I was there. And then you, the the police were in and they were doing forensics. And you rang me then, I think it was on Messenger or somewhere, and you were able to show me it all happening. Like, I was saying, fucking hell, like, like, you're not there two or three weeks and all of a sudden they're fucking blindfolded. And that's coming in with knives and everything. Yeah, four, four guys came in. Me and one other lad were there. Uh Four lies came in, they jumped over the counter, had knives. I literally, I always thought I'd have some sort of a plan in place if something like that happened. No, I froze with fear. The fight or flight mode didn't happen. I was just, I was just absolutely frozen with fear. And then uh, they brought us into the stock room. One person stayed at the door. He put his foot up against the door to make sure nobody else could come in on the inside. And then the, three guy, the other three guys came in and started taking phones. They were fleecing the cash register. 
took everything. They're asking me what's in the storeroom, what's out the back, and all this sort of stuff. And then they put us on our knees. Me and the other staff member put us on our knees. They blindfolded us and the cable tied our hands. And I think for maybe about five or ten seconds, I was thinking to myself, will I fight back or should I fight back? Because when I was blindfolded for that few seconds, I was like, they're going to stab me here. I honestly thought I was going to get stabbed like because I couldn't even see Like My hands were cable tied. And I couldn't even see what was happening. And I knew they had knives and I knew they were very close to me. So I was like, oh my God, what is going to happen here? But at least no, if I, you had I, some fission on it, you could put your hand up and maybe it might get your hand. And that's just, obviously, sooner your hand gets stabbed than your heart, like you might be able to throw a punch or whatever, like, you know. Yeah, no, but th- that all happened anyway. I couldn't believe it. And then, uh, like, that, I was only here a few weeks in Canada, never mind in like living here. I was only in Canada at all about, I think, about a month when that happened, you know. So it was really an eye opener. But since then, um, I've seen so many things downtown. I've been down down in the city. I've seen so many people and so many arguments and coming togethers. And then on the news regularly, people are shot daily. Daily people are shot here in Toronto. So now but it's just know, I just don't even bother thinking about it. Like you know, like um, like in 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 every single list that you see, Canada is always in the top ten of the safest places to live in the world. Yeah. You know, maybe that's a, maybe that as a percentage, like in all of Canada. Obviously, Canada is the second yeah, biggest yeah. country in the world, and like ninety percent of Canada is uninhabited, and like most of the places are very rural. But like, if you go to Toronto, which is the fourth biggest city in North America, where there's like four, five, six million people, there's going to be drama. That's the thing when you have loads of people together and big kind of built up urban areas, you always get fucking trouble. Like you know. Yeah, I know. Well, even during the lockdown, even during the lockdown, they were saying it's crazy. There's been practically no shootings whatsoever. And as soon as the lockdown ended and everyone was allowed out, okay, bang, bang, bang. People are saying no, everyone's out shooting each other straight away. But some people are just cunts, like you know, like like that's that like you know when I I remember you telling me that like it, it annoyed me so much and I, I it even annoys me to hear it now, like you know. But then see, I just thought about something there when you were saying it, like like one of the things about you know you were saying about lockdown where um. There was no, there wasn't as much crime because everyone was in. But, but here in Ireland, I don't know if it's everywhere else. I they mention it in the UK as well on BBC, but I, I can only talk about Ireland because I've seen it loads of times. Um, since the lockdown happened, uh, the amount of spousal abuse that went up because everyone's in the home together. Mm. Now, wouldn't that just make you give up on life? Nearly, you know. Like obviously not give give up on it, but like. Like, look, there's a coronavirus, everyone was dying. This now is you're going back to April and May when, like, you know, we're, everyone was worried. We weren't sure where it was going. We are hearing figures and news every day. It was gone ballistic. I know it's gone bad again now, but just at that time, no one was sure what was going to happen. No one was sure what way it was going to work out. And then we got this figure then that um, assault and battery at home, and it was men and women, like what I assume was mostly men doing it, but there, there, it was men and women, like, but, like, so, like, mm. There's a big virus. We all have to work together and stay together and try to keep each other safe and company. And then people are beating the shit out of each other at home. I mean, that's just yeah, but that's a disgrace. Like. Yeah, that is a disgrace. But like, obviously, like before the coronavirus ever started, we knew that that, that goes on anyways. Like, so if people are going to be at home like a hundred percent of the time, you you obviously you just put two and two together. Obviously, the cases are going to go up of like abuse or you know, sexual abuse or like uh, physical abuse, children yeah. were getting abused left, right and centre. They horrible. all went up. Su- the suicide the suicide uh, rates went up. Um, you know, people trying to 
OD and all the people, all the ambulance being called to people trying to OD. Those cases went up like five or six fold. So it really has been a terrible, terrible time for yeah. people in general. It really has been so scary. But then at the same time, deaths have been down in terms of, uh, you know, traffic. Traffic deaths have been down. There's a few other uh, like yeah. be- benefits to it. But yeah, it's scary. But like you know, I just like you. You wonder, like, like you know, I, I, I always say on the podcast that I try my best to do everything with leading with a good intention. Like, but like, I, I couldn't believe it when I heard, oh yeah, these they're going up by twenty percent now. Uh, spouses getting uh, physically abused at home. Like it, it, like it's amazing. Like the 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 one time that you want everyone to come together, and like that, it never entered my head. You were saying there, put two and two together, but I didn't do that at all. I never entered my head. I never even comprehended that at all. And when I heard that, I says, what kind of people are we becoming at all? Like, obviously, it's mm. the minority, like, you know, of course it is. But, I mean, it's still fucking an absolute holy fucking disgrace. And people going around there, as you said, shooting each other. And the, the second then that the lockdown wasn't as bad and people could go again, more crime, more people killing each other. Like, if if you weren't careful, you'd, you'd think that this is fucking all that goes on in the world, you know? Yeah, but I I always think that as well, you know, because obviously the news, no news is, yeah, no news is uh, good news. You know what I mean? Or was it? Was it? No news is bad news. What's what's the saying? No news is good news. Yeah, no news is good news. Yeah. So like, obviously, things are happening bad all the time, and it's amplified because you're looking at the news, and they only show bad things that are happening. So like, if you weren't, if you if you didn't have your own mind or your own brain screwed on, you could easily think this is happening everywhere. But like I'm walking down the street there and there are thousands of people walking around doing their own thing. Nobody's saying anything to anybody. Like 99% of people, this is happening. You get the odd like crazy fella, like, you know what I mean? But 99% of people just want to get on with their own lives, not bother anybody and not be, you know, not cause any hassle. That's what most people do. End of story. But whenever something bad happens, it's always uh, amplified by the news and the media. And it makes it out like this is happening everywhere and you're starting to question yourself then, oh my God. But when you think about it, the amount of damage, the amount of damage that we could be doing to each other on a daily level, like human beings, if we really wanted to. Yeah, you know, we're good people. Like, we're, honestly, we are. We are. We're good people. You, we just have to focus on that. It's so easy to be scared by the news and scared by the media and you look at all the bad things that are happening and you're like, oh Jesus. But if you think about it, all of the cities and all of the towns, all of the places all over the world, the amount of bad things that are happening, like in comparison to how many people that actually live there, very, 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 very small, very, yeah. very small. But with the news and the media, you think that's happening the whole time. Like uh, uh, an example there that happened was um, uh, Marcus Rashford obviously plays for Manchester United. Me and James support Manchester United, but he was doing a thing where he was setting up that he didn't want children who were hungry to go to bed without a meal, or he didn't want you know kind of children to be homeless or to be cold. So he set up an initiative, and this was weeks ago now, and he was doing really, really well, and everyone was saying they were so proud of him and like how good he was doing. But only recently there, a couple of days ago, uh, like he's since got the government involved, and you know he's doing brilliant things. You know, like the, the board at United are very, very proud of him. I think even like our arch rivals Liverpool sent a well done message, and they'd like to help him as well. And football kind of standing together, and they don't want children to be hungry or to be you know, physically abused at home or to be yeah. cold with no blankets. So, and then on Twitter now, because the Premier League is back on, people are saying to them, mind your own business and get back to football. 
Mm. Now, what sort of fucking... And you know who that is? That's the majority, or that's the minority that we're talking about. Absolute cunts. Yeah. But like, I, I wouldn't let that bother me because no matter what you do, even if you're Mother Teresa, if you're a saint, you're going to be ridiculed by someone like that has an agenda or someone that has a... You know what I mean? It's just That just happens. End of story. There's going to be people out there that are going to say bad things about what you're doing. Always. Even if you're doing the best work, even if you're doing God's work, you'll always have some cunt to say something bad or make up something about it. I don't believe that. Marcus Rashford is doing stellar work there. Absolutely mm-hmm. stellar work. And I see some Liverpool fans saying like... Uh, you know, they're like they're nearly bringing it back to football. Like they're saying, "Oh, I don't care that he plays for United. I I, I like what he's doing." Like you yeah. shouldn't even be saying that. This is more than anything got to do with football or anything got to do with anything whatsoever. This is life. He's saving kids. He's feeding kids all over England. He's doing unbelievable work. And yeah, yeah have people saying, "Okay, get back to football. Concentrate on football." Fuck them, guns. I think it's that United Kingdom as opposed to just England. But um, come here to tell you. Okay, yeah. You mentioned something there. You said that um, even like you know, if if you were as good as Mother Teresa, right? Yeah, I seen a documentary uh, a while ago, and then I I read up on it since, um, and this is going back a while, but it just came to my mind when you mentioned her there, right? Yeah. Apparently, apparently, and a lot of people on the podcast might like me saying this, but don't 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 tell me Mother Teresa was a walking bitch. Now I'll, I'll be very disheartened if you say that. Well, apparently she was the cause of tens of thousands of people dying. Now, when I heard this first, I said, well, that sounds a bit fucking Irish, you know? But mm. apparently people who were ill and people who were sick in the compounds that she had in Calcutta and, and all the suburbs and all the rural areas around there, that she refused medicine for her hospitals, for her tents, for her places, because she, she was trying to get people well um, through the through, through, through prayer, yeah, and apparently yeah. That, that there was manifestos put together and there was injunctions put up against her to for humanitarian groups that wanted to drop uh, all these stuff in and wanted to get doctors in to help her out. And she says, "No, this is the way we're doing it. That we don't want kind of outside." Now, look, I'm not saying she didn't do well. I believe the same everyone else believed. But if you've never seen that, look it up. I couldn't believe, it. and I said, "She just has to be wrong," you know. You know, if that's true, if that's true, like, and it's obviously if it's true and if it's public domain, how come we all don't know about that? Like, you know, the same with Winston Churchill, like they're they're, they're ripping down statues all over England, all over America, all over the world. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. like even Christopher Columbus, he, he was a he was a genocide. He, he done he done so so many bad things. It's crazy, Christopher Columbus. But people praise him with finding the new world and all this sort of stuff. Yeah, for but sure. like if Winston Churchill and a couple of other uh, English people there, they were. Apparently, now I don't know. I never look into it too much because, honestly, the more I'm looking into things and I hear, I hear uh, different views, and then I hear different media outlets saying this is right and that's right. I just give up half the time. I don't even have the head to go really deep, digging deep into it. It just drives me insane, you know. But mm. apparently, Winston Churchill was like, um, he was the cause of tens of thousands of deaths. Uh, people in India, when the British uh, patrolled or when they colonized India. Uh, he he didn't like whatever he done at that time. He was the cause of like tens of thousands of Indians dying, and he used a lot of them as slaves and all this sort of stuff. So that was Winston Churchill, who there's statues all over England, yeah. and people love him and look up to him. And even here in Canada, they're always talking about they, they say Churchillian. Have you ever heard that word, Churchillian? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Justin Trudeau made a speech last night. The Prime Minister of Canada, Justin Trudeau, he made a speech, and afterwards, like the the radio presenters were like. 
oh, that was very Churchillian, as if it's a big proud moment that Justin Trudeau made a speech. But I was thinking, well, if you, if you really knew what Winston Churchill done, you wouldn't be saying that. It's sort of glossed over, that sort of thing, you know? Yeah. It's glossed over because he, he, uh, uh, he, well, essentially he won the war for them, even though he, he didn't fight, but it was people who were arguing that was he's, you know, like you, 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 you can't win a war without the government backing to send troops and do stuff like that. So, but an interesting fact as well that I didn't realize obviously, Winston Churchill was prime minister twice, right? But just after the war, they didn't re elect him. You'd imagine he would have been a hero, like. So, one second, Winston Churchill was prime minister of England on two different occasions, like with somebody else in between, was it? Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, he was, he was, uh, yeah, there was someone in between them. Well, there could have been two, but there was definitely one. I can't remember. All, but I haven't. But he, um, and then he, they, they, they brought him in because of he, he was very stern and they thought he might be able to win the war. And then they won the war then. But yeah, there's a lot of people. And you're saying there about Columbus, like in, like, you know, the genocide and all that. But sure, them boys went over and they had loads of bacteria. Obviously, they couldn't have helped that. But they went over, like, let's say he found a new world. As far as I know, he landed in Barbados. Is that all the. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so somewhere in the Caribbean when it, and he, he thought that it was um, he was after making over to India which he, was, he called them Indians and then they got their name Indians like the Indians in North America you know yeah but there's so much things you read in as well like you often read I, I don't know whether it was changed by the time you were in school like when when I was in school I heard that there was nearly a mutiny with Christopher Columbus because people were afraid that they were going to fall off the earth because they thought the earth was flat you know hmm and in actual fact, I've, I've since found out that that was never the case in any of these, any of the diaries that was done, uh, any of the journals, and that in actual fact that they knew the world was wrong. And not mm. only did they know it was wrong, they were able to get where they were going by following the formations of the stars. Yeah, <clears throat> so, astro- astrology, yeah. So why in the name of J- astronomy, yeah. So why in the name of Jesus... Astronomy, J- sorry, yeah. Why, like, why in the name of Jesus do the... Um, like the, the amount of stuff that I was taught in school is so bad, it's unbelievable. It was so wrong. Mm. I suppose and it's whatever, whatever side you're on, or whatever side you're like, you have your colors on, that's what you're taught. End of story. And then anything else is wrong, you know? Listen, the winners, the victors write history. Well, the informa- all the information is out there anyway. So if you ever want to know anything, you can just look it up. Like, but uh, if, if, if you're on one side, that's the way it's going to be drilled into you. End of story. Yeah, but like you know, like um, like if if you're on one side, that's fair enough. But like if the information is there, you you don't have a side. Like wherever the information and the new uh facts that you learn take you, but that's the side you're on because you, you, can, you can only follow the, the trail of facts. Yeah, but that's if you have like an independent mind, you know. Some people they hear something and all their family and everyone around them like thinks a certain way, and then they think a certain way, and now they're an adult. And now they're hearing this alternative view. They're like, no, they won't even accept it, you know? Because mm. even, even the stuff that they were taught, like, that's still that's still meant to be 100% fact as they're taught. Like, But then they're hearing something else that's meant to be a fact as well. So how, how are they meant to gauge? So they, they just go with what they know. Yeah, that, 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 um, that really bothers me, you know? Mm. But even Columbus, like he, he was, he, he's credited, he's credited with. Uh, obviously, he was for a long time with finding America, but even Barbados or whatever it was, but he didn't really like. Sure, there was there was Viking settlers in uh, in in Canada like five hundred years prior to him. You know, that's right. Yeah, and not only that, he didn't like. I mean, you know, 
let's pretend that there wasn't fighting settlers just for a minute, right? And let's pretend yeah. that that didn't happen. And let's pretend that he was the one that found it, right? And let's pretend that he didn't found, find Barbados. Let's pretend he found America, right? But yeah. Which is what's written in the books. Like, the absolute fucking arrogance for for anyone to say that he found What do you mean he found it? Like, it's it's... It's as if to say like that the Europeans were so sophisticated that this really didn't exist until he found it. Like there was Native Indians living there for fucking millennium, like. He didn't I know, them. I know well. Like they had their own life, they have their own culture that was completely wiped out by all the French and the English coming over, fucking destroying them and ripping their places out and send them off to different places and and then yeah, and also the, also the French and English they had they were full of uh, diseases and viruses and bacteria that, that were never that those were never they were never exposed to that that just wiped them out half of them. Well, yes, but I don't know what you, like you, you can't blame them for that because obviously they, they didn't know about that back then that that was five hundred years ago like they, they didn't know about viruses and they didn't know about um, um, no, yeah, I, I don't I don't blame them for that but it's it still happened you know like no, they, they, uh, destroyed him like can you imagine being fucking there and, and next minute seeing uh, this big boat pulling up like fucking uh, big huge boat all these lads getting out like so, 13 or 14 of a, of a fleet of ships pulling up with fucking weapons and all the things that you know and, and coming in and destroying you and fucking killing you and taking your land and moving you on like that's a holy disgrace you know mm. but back then like times back then were a lot they were a lot weirder, a lot stranger, you know, like the way things were going on and all that. Like even nowadays, like you look how, how normalized the world has become really like people say there's so much badness out there and there's a lot of stuff going on. But really, like, you know, I, I, I often hear a lot of people saying this. This is one of the this is the best time to be ever be alive right now, like the 21st century, you know. Statistically, it's the safest time ever. Uh, yeah. 100% because we have all the cures for all these different diseases. The place is police. Now, I understand only 20 minutes ago we're talking about people getting shot in Canada, but overall, it is it is absolutely the best, most safest time for health, yeah. illness, for like, you know, like, as as I mentioned on the podcast before, you're you're not going to have lads on horseback coming into your town and beheading you, like, you know? Yeah, where that, that was commonplace uh, hundreds of years ago. Yeah. I don't mm. know, man. Like, I know, like, the world is a mad place. Like there's, if there's so much inequality. There's so much people that have loads of money. There's so much people that don't have money. There's, it's just fucking like if you sat down for a while and thought about it long enough, like you, you'd lose your fucking mind. You know, and the only thing that gets me by it all is that, um, like I have a certain way of thinking, and like a lot of people might say that I think out of the box, like, but like I don't think that at all. I, I, I think the way I think is perfectly normal. Like I know you think the same way, and anyone who's my friend thinks the same way as well or else it wouldn't be my, my friends like you know like you could have mm-hmm. I could have a conversation about anything with any of my friends no problem at all and they'd understand and they'd have answers back and the same with you we were brother chat about anything and you, you, you might say something I never thought of right? like, oh, well, there's so many people Mo- I'd, say, I'd say most of the time I'd say things you never thought of probably yeah I know everything you know and more and I'll <laughs> <laughs> my daddy kick your daddy but, um, <laughs> oh yeah that, that's so funny yeah that uh, but uh, yeah, it's just crazy, man. It's like it's, uh, people around then and they're in a fucking bubble, like under their thing. What else can they do? Maybe they're happy enough to do that, you know? Leave them alone. Mm, I don't know. I think it's mad. I just think it's mad when you look back to hundreds of years ago and the stuff that was going on, and you said people coming into your town on horseback and beheading you, and people yeah. coming in rape, raping, and pillaging, as Tommy Ternan said, pillaging. I don't even know what the fuck pillaging is, something got to do with hay. 
You know, there's people just people just going in doing all sorts of stuff and God knows what was going on back then. Like, So it definitely is a lot safer now. But me, me and you are probably speaking from a place of privilege, you know, like we, we although like we've had certain things go wrong in our life in terms of physically being alive and living, like we've had a fairly luxurious life, I would say, you know, like yeah. we've had everything we wanted. We always had a roof over our heads. We always had dinner on the food on the table. So we've some cheek even speaking about this, but I do believe that, you know, the world has changed an awful, awful lot in the last 500 years, 300 years, 200 years. Yeah. You look back to you look back to a hundred years ago. You know, women women were allowed to, weren't allowed to vote, and everyone had slaves. Maybe might not be a hundred years ago, but very recently. I know, yeah. And the minute they start floating, look what's happening now. The whole world is in fucking chaos. I know, sure, sure, look, sure, look, you couldn't be up to them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. I know, I know, I know. Listen, I, I, I fully, I be. But I hear people there, like, I consider myself a feminist, and I hear people saying, like, fellas can't be feminists and giving out, like, what a stupid thing to say and all that. A feminist isn't a woman going around roaring or shouting. A feminist is someone who thinks that women should have the same equality as men, that they should be paid the same for the same job. They should be... And, and that, that that's all it is. It's like, like, I'm not racist. I'm not feminist. I, like, everyone in the whole world, I would love if everyone got an equal shot. I know that's mm. probably impossible, you know? But do you know you're saying like I'm not a feminist? Like, do you know that a lot of, uh, there is a lot of real true feminists out there? Like, but a lot of people that consider themselves feminists, like they're just latching on to something they heard, and like it just it works in their mind. So now they're all of a sudden they're a feminist and they're out they're out speak, uh, speaking and preaching, and they don't really know what's happening. You them, know? I call them Karens. They're bitches. Like I like you know like. I, I had Dolores on the podcast a couple of times, as you know, like, and Dolores would be a, a feminist in a positive way. But, like, the people that are running and shouting on television all the time, like, she'd probably be, or not her, but anyone would be embarrassed listening to them, you know? Like, they don't represent them, but because they're roaring and shouting and saying stuff and, and this, that, and the other, as we said before, no news is bad, or it's good news. Like, they're, like, they have them on roaring and shouting and have different views and all that. And, like, most women who are feminists that want equal for everybody don't think the way they think. They just want, to be given a fair crack of the whip, if you like, you know, that, that's it, like. Mm. But I, I know, like, there's so many people out there now, and like, they don't even know if they're feminist or not, but they're on the feminist train, you know, or not even feminist, anything like it's transgender or like you know, homophobic or uh, race or religion or whatever it is, and like all this Black Life Matter stuff that's going on now. I guarantee you, if you go to any of those organizations, regardless of what they are, what they stand for, what they're up for. 90% of people that are members of those don't even they don't even care about what they are they just want want to be involved want to be in the spotlight they want to be causing havoc would do whatever they can you know what I mean I honestly believe that I honestly believe that 90% of the people that are out there complaining and giving out and doing this and doing that they don't even they don't even believe what they're doing they just do it because it, it's to make it makes them stand out yeah they go around then criticizing everybody you know for themselves like Mm. You know, even even the Black Life, the Black Lives Matter uh, movement. Like, I don't even have much of an opinion on that because, obviously, no matter what you say, even if you question anything or ask anything, you're already a racist or you're a hypocrite or whatever it is. But like, you know, there was a lot of things people saying there on the on the Black Lives Matter um, on their website. Like, one of the things that they had up until very recently was, um, we want to overthrow the Western way of thinking and bring back uh, bring back like 
bring back life the way it's meant to be and all that sort of stuff. But that's wrong, like, Who you know. That? On the Black Lives Matter website, one of their main statements, or one of, one of their mission statements was, we want to overthrow the Western way of thinking and we want to get back, uh, bring life back to the way it was or something. That's been taken down recently, but, like, people who are against racism, I'm entirely 100% for that. But people who are members of Black Lives Matter, I really have to look look at that a second time. Like, you know, if you're a member of Black Lives Matter because you think Black Lives Matter, then that's no problem. But if you're a member of Black Lives Matter, the organization, there's a lot of people that think that, that, that they have a lot to answer for. Yeah. But, I, like, I don't know, like, people say, like, um, you were even saying there that, like, like, you can't really say it in a boat or it's hard to have an opinion because no matter what you say, you'll be ridiculed for it, you know? But, like... Mm-hmm. That's you know, true. I, you know, like, so what? Like, I don't give a fuck. Like, I'm, I'm... No, I, I, I still say anything. I, it wouldn't cost me at all. I'd say anything at all. But I just, I just know like that if, if I put one word wrong or if I said one strange thing or one thing that didn't quite match up with the way people think, straight away I'd be wrong. Even if you even question something yeah, but... or for one second if you have an alternative view, you're wrong immediately. And then not only are you wrong, yeah, yeah. you're ridiculed on the internet. You're like, you're, you're exposed. Yeah, but like, you know? like, if you say something that people don't agree with, Right? Well, loads of people will agree with you. Yeah. Loads of people won't. If people are ridiculing you on the internet, like, who gives a fuck? Like, 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 you're, like my opinion on it is, you say Black Lives Matter. Do Black Lives Matter? Of course do. And then people say, or do you think all lives matter? And you say, yes, of course do. You know? But like, <clears throat> what, what I think people don't understand, <clears throat> and it's my understanding of it, is that like, Excuse me, of course, all lives matter. Absolutely, all lives matter equally. But as I mentioned before in one of the podcasts, or else if I didn't mention it, I meant to say it. If you have three children, and if, if the middle child just uh, breaks his leg, well, then the middle child's leg matters. His life matters, right? And say, oh, well, don't your other children's yeah. life matter as well? Of course it does. But there's a huge issue with my middle child at the moment. So a Black Lives Matter is supposed to stand for <clears throat> the huge inequality that black people have always faced. <clears throat> so, yes. So to say all lives matter, it could be argued that it's it's um, diminishing black lives matter. No, but then mm. they're complaining then saying, well, what about like, uh, does Latino lives matter? They're saying over in the States, I, I, I read a bit about that on CNN the other day. Or does, uh, you know, mm. um, American Italian lives matter? But all lives matter 100%. You know, yeah, I know. It's just, it's just the Black Lives Matter, absolutely. But it's just like the organization or the movement, Black Lives Matter. Yeah. Apparently, they're like they have a lot to answer for because the stuff that they want or the stuff that they stand for is like they stand for, um, you know, people, people causing havoc and like they want, they want the world, they want the cities to burn and all this sort of stuff. Like they're create their um instigating uh, uh, riots and protests and all this sort of stuff. So, so I've seen, like, if black lives really do matter, that's not the way no, to go about it. I've seen here, like, you know, um, like on UK news that, like, a lot of people, no, every single person that comes on for Black Lives Matter is saying that they don't want that, that that's not representing them, that, you know, this is kind of a more kind of a radical side of it and going around causing trouble and trying to do it a certain way. You know, like, that thing was taken down that like mm. you had mentioned there about that. Changing the Western world or whatever, bring it back to the way it was, whatever the case may be. That was probably just a mistake. Like I, I don't know if if that like matters. I don't think it's at all. Terms of it. 
I haven't heard of that, what you said. I can just said it there, so I don't really have an opinion. But anyways, yeah. people are fucking thick because if if you go back, I don't care how far you want to go back, one of your relatives was black because we, we came from Africa. I know, and the yeah. reason I'm not black today is because my, at some stage, my great, 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 as many greats as you can say, grandfather went up and went up towards fucking into Europe and all that and ended up in Northern Europe. And because the sun isn't as shiny there, over millions and millions of years of evolution, the pigment of the skin got lighter. The sun, the sun isn't as shiny. That, that's the scientific uh, explanation, yeah. isn't it? The sun isn't as shiny. <laughs> I know what you mean. I know 100%. Uh, 100%. I backed it up with the pigment of the skin changed then, didn't I? <laughs> yeah. I know, yeah, yeah. Wouldn't really be sure, like, if you don't know anything at all. But, yeah, no, that's true, yeah, 100%. So, like, so, like, so, like, so, back in all of our ancestor histories, there was, we all had a black granny and a black grandfather, you know? And then when hmm. the Europeans... At some stage. Yeah, when the Europeans went went over then, as you say, Christopher Columbus, all them boys, and then they were going over to Africa and they were taking loads of people and they were bringing them over with slaves and then there were slaves there and yes, sir, no, sir, working on the farms, picking cotton, all that. Absolute, as if they were second class citizens, like as an absolute fucking holy Travis, travesty. And can you imagine now an alien race visiting Earth and just said, We'll have a conversation, just said that happened to happen upon me one day and said, Look, we're gonna tell us everything that happened in the world and, and be truthful. I'd have to tell them that, like, I'd be mortified at, at us as a human race that that was the case. I know. I heard that before. Like they're saying, are aliens here? Do aliens exist? What's the story? And I saw her. Someone saying a very uh, poignant uh, view. They'd like aliens probably do exist, and they were looking at the Earth, but they're seeing all the all the shit that we're doing and all the all the way we're fucking up. And they said, "Oh, forget about. We move on to the next planet. They're gone." You know. It's an absolute embarrassment. Like so, like you know, black people have enough the George Floyd thing. Whenever you think about that, that happened, and it's it's a case for them all to get together and and start and. And it's not that like it's not like oh all the black people are black lives matter. White people should be involved in the black lives matter. Right? It should be just everyone. Should be involved. Well, they are, they are, yeah, they are. You know, like I can't stand. I absolutely like I've, I've, you know, it's like I can let an awful lot of things slide. Um, particularly as I get older, but racism and stuff like that, I just I can't comprehend how you can be racist. I can't comprehend how like it, it's it's. And, and I'm not saying this on the podcast. People think, "Oh, he's so cool, like he's so like uh, he, he's so like 21st century that he thinks that I don't give a fiddle's fuck around things about me. I only treat people how they treat me. So if three white fellas and three black fellas are talking to me, and the three black fellas are sounding the tongue, and the three white fellas aren't sounding, well, they're going to fuck themselves. I'm hanging out with the black lads, or vice versa. I'm, fuck, I'm hanging out with white lads, yeah. or a mixture, or whatever. It doesn't matter what anyone is. You know? Yeah. I know as well. Like I, I over here in Canada, I worked with, <clears throat> I've worked with black people. I've worked with like Muslim people. I've worked with Chinese people. I've worked with all sorts of races and like people. Everybody on planet Earth is the same. People just want to get on with their lives, pay their bills, have have crack whenever they can, enjoy their lives, and like there's a few little subtle differences in their culture and how they how they celebrate certain things. But ninety nine percent of people are just the same. Yeah. End of story. And it doesn't matter where you're from, what the background is. That's just the way it is. End of story. Like, when I was younger, I was a bit naive. I wasn't saying I was racist when I was younger, but, like, I didn't really... Like, I, I saw people around me acting certain ways, and I was sort of influenced by them. But the more I got older, I'm just realizing that 
we're, one race, the human race, as everybody says, and we're all here for a good time. Everyone wants to get on with their lives, and just that's the way it should be. There should, should never enter anybody's head about race or color or religion or anything like that. It's a holy disgrace. I agree with that 100%. That's absolutely 100%. And you know what then you were saying as well? Just uh, I mentioned, I was trying to say earlier on, but we got talked about something else. You were saying about um, uh, like the Black Lives Matter, about like you were saying that some of them were kind of, if, if look, we will use the term radical, doing, you know, and, and they're, they're not. I might agree with the whole narrative of the Black Lives You're shaking something there, James, eh? Okay. Well, um, the narrative of the Black Lives Matter is that, like, they want you know, like, to, to be e- e- equality for black people. But then there's the radical side of it that you know. But that's the same as like, like the radical side of that doesn't uh, stand for the whole Black Lives Matter. It's like suicide bombers doesn't stand for Islam at all. Like, you know, it's it's, it's yeah, because they're radicalized. Like, I, I just thought of that there when when you were saying you work with Muslims and all that. Like, like they're. Like, I haven't, I'm not going to say here that I sat down and read, but I watched loads of programs about because I'm fascinated about things that I don't know. And you mentioned earlier on about cultures. I'm fascinated about cultures that I don't know as well. And I, I like, the, mm. the, from what I can read, the, or from what I heard and anything I've ever heard, the Quran, or Islam is one of the most peaceful religions in the world. Yeah, like I work with one Muslim, or what Muslim? His name is Usman, but I work with one Islam lad or Muslim, whatever you want to call him. Islam and, like, and Muslim. <laughs> yeah, and and his and his name is Usman. So I, I was completely uh, my brain turned to mush there. But yeah, I was work with a guy like, and he's Muslim, and yeah, they have all their different um, things that they celebrate. You know, all their different celebrations. They've all different um, ways that they pray and ways they go to church. And if they pray so many times a day, and they always have to pray to Mecca. And he, you know, like um, like other than that, he's he's a normal person. He's a lovely, lovely, nice, nice person. End of story. Like that, that's all that matters. Like whatever way he prays. And by the way, just because he prays to God so many times a day and he does it all these special ways, you know, usually when I was younger, I might laugh at that, sort of making a skit or sneering at him. Who the fuck am I to laugh at that? Oh. Do you know what I mean? Who am I to laugh at that? The cheek of me to even consider laughing at that. He he's a grown man with his own problems, his own worries, and he's still praying and still getting down on his knees and still doing this. He's a gentleman, so whatever way people, whatever religion anybody is, I think that should never ever come into it. It's, as you said, it's who you are as a person and who what your heart, who, who you want to be. That's all that matters. That's it, hundred percent. Like it's, I know it's like, it's like cliche. Like as everything we're saying is like cliches. You know, like, oh, it's who you matter and it's what you do as a person and all that. But it's 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 yeah, true, like, absolute it fact. Matter, fuck it was cliche. I just, it's exactly it's true. It's it's it's. It's one hundred percent true. It's absolutely one hundred percent true. It, it, it's like it couldn't be more true. Like you know, and again, they were and mm. as people grow up, then they should learn to educate themselves and do other stuff. Now, I'm not sitting here saying me and you are poor sage. We know everything. Of course, we don't. We haven't a clue. There's so many things we don't know. But I'm saying that, like, at least we're inquisitive. I suppose is, is, is what I'm saying. We're like, if 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 I'm sitting down and I hear something that I haven't heard. Nine times out of ten, at some stage that day or the next day, I, I'd have a Google and have a little see, you know, and I might find something that I'm interested in. I know, I know what you do that as well. If you find something, 100%. 100%. Even when you're growing up in school and you hear about religion, like it's not said to you, okay, this might be true or this might not be true. It's just taught. You have to accept it. End of story. Mm-hmm. This is religion. This is what it is. This is what it's about. God is this. Jesus is this. This is the Bible. This is Jerusalem and all. And you have to just, just to accept it in religion studies. That's it. But obviously, if you get older, like the amount of people now that are either agnostic or atheist, they don't believe in anything. Like 
so many people. So people are obviously looking into things for themselves. But when it comes to religion and when it comes to race and all that sort of stuff, I think people need to open their eyes because human beings, at the end of the day, all we want is the same thing. We want a nice family. We want to have, obviously, financial security if we can get it. Other than that, there's not really a whole lot we want. You, what do you want? To, you want your health, you want a family, and you want a bit of money. End of story. That's people it. Are, you, you mentioned earlier about like, uh, the subtle cultural differences. and I, I've worked with people from all around the world. Of course I have. No more than We probably all have. But um, it's uh, like they, they do have different cultures and all that. But I, there's an awful lot of people that are afraid of stuff that they don't know. And that's a big problem, you know. Yes, you, mm. yes, you, like, you, you shouldn't put someone down because you're afraid or because they're different or because you don't know. You shouldn't do that at all. It's absolutely irrelevant. Get to know someone. Don't be afraid. Like, you know, people, people are just so worried about everything, you know. They're, they're always panicking, like, oh, I don't know what they're at and I don't know what they're doing. Oh, it's probably them lads over there that cause all the trouble. That isn't the case at all. I know, I know, I know, I know. Because it's always easy to point, point the blame at, at what you don't 100%. know. 100%. You know? Hundred percent. But I think like um, I have to agree. No, I have to agree. Uh, Toronto is one of the most multi multicultural cities in the world. I think it is actually. I think it has the number one spot as being the most multicultural uh, multicultural city on planet Earth. So that's the one thing that I, I'm over here almost almost four years now, and I love it. I love I love the you know diversity. Yeah, I love it yeah, all. So do I. That was one thing. On the first day I was there, that was probably one of the first things I noticed. And I felt very comfortable straight away. I, I think I mentioned in the podcast. But like I, I'm very weird because, like, people say to me, "Oh, so if, weird." If you were in a room with loads of black people, would you feel uncomfortable? I'd say yes, and I say you must be racist. I say no. Hang on, if I'm in a room with loads of white people, I feel a bit uncomfortable as well. I always feel better when there's loads of different people around, and I don't know why that is. Like that wasn't taught to me, or it's not that something happened to me. You know, it's just I always feel more relaxed and more not like relaxed and at ease anyways but I do feel more relaxed and more at ease when I see loads of different people loads of different cultures and that's one thing that was one of the first things I spotted when I went to Toronto the first time that uh, exactly what you said it's mm. just it's absolutely it, it's like a, a, a rainbow of people you know yeah no honestly like before I came over here at all I never really considered that like I just I was in Ireland and my I, I wouldn't say Ireland is a bad place to live Ireland is has its own merits as well but like my mind was sort of narrowed I was sort of had tunnel vision in Ireland you know yeah. when I come over to Canada then my mind started to open up I started to meet new people experience all the different walks of life and honestly I have to say it, it, it can only all it can do is benefit you the more people you know from the more backgrounds and the more cultures that you know the better it's going to make you as a person I really the believe that the mind you know Absolutely broadens your horizons, yeah. I'm looking at the time now and I can see there's almost 50, 57 minutes ago. This, this can only last an hour, yeah? Yeah, the host... It's a pity. The host I use only last an hour. But come here to tell you, um, I, I think we should do a podcast one of the days on religion and stuff like that because I know we think differently on that and that'll be interesting enough. Like, um, I was actually going to start talking about it there but I knew that we'd run out of time. So, look, we might leave the podcast there for today. Um. Look, thanks for coming on. You know, I, I just love having this conversation. You know, like this conversation we've had, and anyone listening to this podcast, we have conversations like this every day, all the time. Anyways, it's kind of like you're a on the wall. Literally, for a conversation, really, to be honest. Yeah. Um, every conversation well not every conversation is like this because this was obviously like it was based on religion or turned into that but we could talk about anything on planet earth anything that exists we could talk about so but I know I'm liking the podcast so far like you've almost 30 episodes done now and I'm listening to it there 
And it nearly pains me to say it because obviously me and you were always sort of in competition with each other. Like, and I fuck, I, I like the podcast. I have to say, I really do. Yeah, well, thanks. No, it's, it's going well now. Um, just to have, uh, as I mentioned at the start, there, guys, I, I have two big announcements to make on podcast thirty, which is coming out on Wednesday. So please tune in for them. Um, thank you for listening. Thank you for all the messages and the support. I'm even I'm getting support nearly on a daily basis. It's just absolutely amazing. Um. And look, clockworkjunkiepodcast at gmail.com if you want to contact me for anything at all. And uh, yeah, James, thanks for coming on. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for having me, Mark, and I'll talk to you very soon. Cheers. Bye-bye.